what do you get up to during an NFL bye week in the middle of the playoffs? What's it like to have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback? What's so magical about El Paso, Texas? And just why is family such a rock for him? I'm your host, Joey Lynch, and this is Beyond the Lead with Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones. After watching from the sidelines in the opening week for the NFL playoffs, Aaron Jones, his signature sombrero, and the rest of the Green Bay Packers finally get to commence their postseason push this Sunday, Australian time, when they take on the San Francisco 49ers at Lambeau Field in the NFC's divisional round. Part of an offense that propelled the Packers to 13 wins in the NFC's number one seed, Jones logged 799 yards on 171 carries in 2021 good for a 4.7-yard average, for four touchdowns. He also added a further 52 receptions for 391 yards and a career-high six TDs through the air. The 27-year-old back missed his team's Week 18 contest against the Detroit Lions due to a knee injury, but looms as a likely contributor against the Niners this weekend. A former star at UTEP, the University of Texas at El Paso, Jones joined ESPN's Patrick Georgievic to discuss why he keeps returning to the American border city during the offseason, his relationship with Aaron Rodgers, the famous quarterback of the Packers, working with those with special needs, his upbringing in a military household, as well as his continuing close relationship with his family, and how he copes with the death of his father, who died in 2021 from complications of COVID-19. Famously, Jones would lose a pendant he wore bearing the ashes of his dad during a game against the Lions earlier this season, a game in which he would score four touchdowns, but mercifully it would be recovered by Packers trainer Brian Engel. But before Jones got into all the nitty-gritty, he provided a bit of an insight into what he and his teammates have been up to during their bye week. Uh, Enjoyable, you know, just getting your body back fresh. Uh, We're still practicing during this week. Uh, We practiced yesterday, uh, today, and we have practice tomorrow as well um, before we get two days off. So, you know, just just enjoying it, uh, enjoying my time with the guys, you know, um, just just making the most of every moment because, you know, a lot of teams are sitting at home right now. And um, so I'm just thankful to be in the playoffs. For sure. And what are you going to do with those couple of days off? Uh, Just enjoy my family, uh, catch up on some sleep uh get some get some workouts in stay uh keep my shape up so so i'm ready when game day comes and uh that's about it play some video games as well as well hey yeah that's uh that's well known your video game exploits they're um they're definitely a, a bit of fun what do you enjoy playing at the moment uh madden uh 2k uh, uh basketball and then fifa those are my oh, yeah. uh, top three I'm uh, not so good at Call of Duty, but and I do play Fortnite. So those are my games uh, that I'm normally on. You probably won't see me on anything else. Right. So with the Madden, surely it's just handoff, handoff, handoff every play. A bit like that New England Buffalo game, right? It's this handoff play action. Handoff. It'll actually handoff, handoff, handoff. Then I might sprinkle in a play action and uh, catch them sleeping. You know, they're playing the run at that point. You give A-Rod a little bit of love at some point. Oh, yes, sir. I definitely got to. He gives me all the love. 
I appreciate that. And it's interesting, Aaron, I remember uh, listening to you talk earlier in the season and you mentioned your debut game out there um, at, well, at Lambeau against Chicago and what Aaron Rod just said to you. And he said, I want 33 in the game. How much of that do you remember? And, and I mean, looking back on that journey to now where you are one of the premier running backs, what does that mean to you, that, that whole experience in that moment and then now? Uh, I remember it all like it was like it just happened. Um, that's how much it had an impact on me and still impacts me. And uh, I, I, I thank him for that. I think that uh, helped change my career uh, for the better and gave myself even more confidence um, that I had. And, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. So when you're hearing a guy like that call for you and want you in the game and tell you things like that, it's, it's, uh does a lot for a young person's confidence and it puts you on top of the world if, if a future Hall of Famer thinks that you belong on the field with him. Did you feel like in that moment that was something you needed to give your career a, a lift? I mean, I, I know it was still you know really early. I believe it was your rookie year. But did that just take you to a different level mentally? It was like that was like your moment where you felt you belonged and you could really thrive? Uh, yes, yeah, sir, definitely. You know, um, just the way uh, things had played out early in the season, I hadn't played any offensive snaps or anything like that. So um, at the time, like hearing that, it wasn't do I belong or do I not because I, I played well in the preseason. It's just I hadn't gotten my opportunity. But, you know, you still have those doubts and those questions here and there. And then um, once he told me that, I was like, I have no doubts in my mind. Like he believes in me. I believe in myself. You're like, it's over, baby. And now just all the way up. All the way up. Yes, sir. Hey, Aaron, is there anything different about this Packers team this season compared to the ones, uh, the successful ones of the last few years? Um, I would say I, I feel like is each year, the, the these past three years, uh, we're just getting more and more player-led. We're, we're having more leaders. Um, so it's like you'll see on the field, uh, it's not so much the coaches always coaching. It might be one of the – it might be – uh, one of the older players or uh, one of the veterans in that position group who will take the time and coach you up instead of they'll, they'll coach you up before the coach even gets the chance to coach you up. And so I think um, that and I think our, our chemistry as well, uh, we, we just we are, we're band of brothers. Uh, we love being around each other. And uh, it's always fun when we're together. And we, sure. and we also we also play for each other. And that's a, that's a huge part of a team game. You, you need your brothers there to help you push forward in those times of adversity, don't you? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, they're everything. Uh, when, when you line up, you got to be able to look to your left and to your right and, and know your brother's got your back no matter what what the situation is because you guys are pretty much stepping into a war. For sure. Can you talk to me a little bit about Aaron Rodgers and, and what he's like in terms of the relationship he has with you? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean – like I said, he, he's been a, a true leader to me uh, since I've gotten here. And he's he ma he makes everyone around him better. But he's also made me a, a lot better. And just in terms of um, going out there and playing, but also in terms of knowledge of the game, just situational football, what to do in this situation or what to do versus this coverage or this look. Um, and then he'll pull you to the side and be like, hey, this is what I saw or, Hey, you did a great job on that. And he's just always giving you that little tidbit. And, um, after a while you'll, you, you, you want to continue to get better. So you'll go and ask him, Hey, 
what do you what do you think about this or what do you see on this play? And you know, you just always want to be on, on, on in tune and in sync with him. For sure. And so he obviously he's a really unique and individual person, which I think is you know, pretty rare in, in this day and age. Is there anything about him that you'd like to share that perhaps isn't really seen or or perhaps portrayed in, in the media today? Uh yeah, the A-Rod's uh really a loving person. He cares. He cares about everybody. I, I would uh, tell people before you make a judgment on them, uh, sit down, have lunch with them, get to know them or something, um, because he's really a, a, a amazing, awesome dude. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad that I've gotten the chance to get to know him and, and learn from him. Do you guys hang out in the offseason or anything like that? Uh, we're, we're going to. Yes, sir. We're going to. Definitely going to this year. There you go. It you was kind of in- hard. To, I, I had a baby. And uh, 2020, and then last year I lost my uh, – this past offseason I lost my father. So haven't been able to the past two years, but we're definitely going to make it this year. Are you going to bring him down to El Paso with you this offseason? Are, are you still at home? Hey, that's the goal. Yes, sir, I am. Um, that's the goal to get him out to El Paso. So uh, let's see what we can do. If not, then I'll have to go to California or something. Hey, I think you'd look good in, in uh, one of those Texan hats down there and those wide brims. The cowboy hats, they're the ones, yeah. Oh, yes, sir. I think you would, too. I think it'd be very fitting for him. <laughs> so, Aaron, <laughs> what, why do you stay in El Paso? I know it's home, but, you know, you've got so much, mon- like, you know, so much money with that, that contract and that you could go anywhere, any place in the world. Why is it back to El Paso? Why is it back to the family home of all places? Like, most people obviously leave home at 18 and – couldn't uh, wait to get out of there. What's that with you? Uh, so for me, my, my family is my everything. Um, they're all I have. So uh, I just uh, always, I love being with them, love spending time with them and making sure that they're okay. And uh, the, the other part is uh, El Paso is, is home and it's always going to be home for me. Um, the people there, they support me um, through and through and through. Uh, they've been supporting me since seventh grade on to now. And uh so they, they treat me with a lot of love, um, a lot of they show a lot of support. And uh, so I, I just love going back home in the offseason, spending time uh, with the people who who got to see me grow up and, and grow into what I am. And also uh, just it, ha- it also hasn't been a lot of people to make it from El Paso. So um, for the other younger athletes uh, or it might may not be athletics, whatever it is, I want them to know that they can make it as well. Um, not just me and I, I want them to be better when they do make it and I want to be a resource for them. That's beautiful, Aaron. And, you know, something I read on Twitter and I, I want to make sure like I read it out correctly is that when you were back in high school, you voted and you banded everyone together to help vote for a special needs student to win prom king. Can you tell me a little bit more about that, the, the behind the scenes, the why you did that? Oh, yes, sir. Victor Mendoza, <laughs> my guy. Uh, Shout out. It was the kid's, kid's name. Um, so, you know, you grow, you go through high school and you always want to be the the prom king or or whatever. I mean, and I, I was a pretty popular kid. Me and my me and my twin brother, we were pretty popular. We play, played three sports. So I feel like if, if we were, if we ran, I probably would have won or whatever. But I I've learned at a young age, it's not all about, it's not always about me. It's, it's about the people around you and how you can impact their lives as well. And so I worked with a program called Meet in the Middle where we worked with uh, special needs children and uh, we would, we would do PE with them. So we would uh, 
it, so we had some athletes, some regular students, just a mix. And then we would do uh, PE with the special needs children. And we, that's, so they would be interacting with us. You know, a lot of times they keep special, special ed or special needs away from everybody else. So that's so they can feel uh, like they're normal and everything. And um, through that, I just, I got close with a kid named Vic uh, and he, he's in our graduating class and Vic, Vic's not able to walk. Uh, he's in a, he's in a wheelchair and things like that. And I'm like, you know, Vic, if Vic won this, I know he'd be happy and it just put a huge smile on his face and it, it changes life forever. You know, he can always, he can always walk around and say that, Hey, I was the, I was the prom king at, at my high school and you know, who was there, Aaron Jones or, or his out. brother Alvin Jones. And I, I beat him out. So um, just give him that sense of accomplishment, um, rec- recognition, because, you know, it's not easy going to school every day um, like that. And so we don't know what kind of battles he struggles mentally with that side. So we just we just wanted to celebrate him and uh, was glad, glad that he, he actually wanted. We made we had shirts made uh, different things. So it, it was amazing when he won. I felt like I won when he won. So. Um, just seeing smiles on other people's faces. That's a bigger victory than anyone you could have had yourself, I'm sure. Oh, yes, sir. Definitely. Way bigger. Hey, Aaron, you, you mentioned your father and his unfortunate passing away in April of last year. Condolences for that, first of all. But secondly, what was, the, what is, sorry, the fondest memory that you have of, of being with him and his legacy? Oh. That's a tough question. I would say it depends on the setting, but I'm I'm also gonna say it's just how how genuine and pure uh pure hearted my my dad was. He was just a loving person. He he's uh the one who taught me about giving back and um those just those small core quality things that you want to keep and always have and um. And whatever you do, you do it with your heart and you do it with love. For sure. And I know he used to be at every uh, college and NFL game that you played. Is it one of those things that you still like look for him when, you, when you're there? Or how do, you, how do you deal with that, knowing that that was such a big part of your pregame routine and, and everything? Uh, I definitely struggled uh, through it. Uh, I mean, I, find, I think it was – probably in the last three, four, last three weeks to month, last month, uh, this past month, I came out after the game. I finally told my mom, I was like, mom, I feel like I not over it, but I feel like I'm finally not going out there looking for him. And, uh, so like I would have, I have um, if it's a home game, my brother is on the sideline pregame. So I get to have that moment with him. Um, but away games, you know, I don't, I get to have that moment or, um, I do have a teammate, uh, Preston Smith. His mom normally sits right in the away games, right in the first row, and she'll uh, just give me a hug or uh, I'll have an athletic trainer. So uh, we have a great support system here. Um, so I, I use that, but it definitely was super tough, uh, you know, going out there and playing. I would – I'd be crying uh, right before the game and then try to pull myself together and go play, and I'm – I didn't. I didn't want to say that affected my game, but I also knew my head wasn't just clear. So that's why I told my mom I was like, I finally felt like I can go out there and 
play without thinking about that. Yeah, definitely. I completely understand. I mean, even when you, you lost your, your necklace, I, I was just thinking from a human level, like, I, I don't know how you went and played after that. Like that, that for me would have, it would have been really difficult to clear your head at all. Uh, I knew if I dropped it anywhere, it better be an end zone. So <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm sure he'd love that. Hey, Aaron, I know you have faith as a big rock in your life, and I know you listen to gospel songs before the game, which I think it's really awesome. Can you speak to uh, faith and God and and what he means and and how influential that is in your life? Uh, So for me, it's God, family, football. Uh, I've talked about the other two, so uh, this is number one on my list. Um, Without God, I'm nothing. Without uh, God, my family's nothing. And they, they're the ones who taught me at a young age. And um, I'm so blessed for that because uh, when you have God on your side, you can, you can't fail, you know, you keep working and God, God will show you lessons and teach you lessons. But uh, I don't know, just, just having faith, it'll, it'll take you so far. Uh, and it's really, it's, it's life-changing if you ask me, um, just, just knowing that, you have somebody there. There's somebody there listening to your prayers, answering your prayers, working for you. Um, and everything that you're doing is not going in vain. God sees it. And um, so you keep you, who, who, whether it's a person who's uh, doing good and not getting recognized, you, they keep doing those things because God sees it. Yeah. You can, you can tell what a big influence it has on you and you're lighting up as you talk about it, which is, is really awesome to see. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely huge. I mean, I mean, like I said, for me, it's God, family, football. Uh, grew up going to, going to church every Sunday. Uh, it just became a part of my life. I pray before, uh, before I go in after warmups and after uh, right before the game, after I run out, after the starting lineups. And, um, and it's something I've always, always done, prayed right before the game and um, just ask God to protect me and my teammates and everybody who steps on that field and allow them to come off the same way they came on. Um, little small things like that. That's a beautiful message, Aaron. And you're nominated for the Walton Pater, Payton Man of the Year, excuse me. What does that mean to you? And why do you keep giving back? Uh, it means everything to me. You know, I feel like that's the MVP off of the field. Uh, in my in my head, or I I don't know how a lot of other people see it, but to me, that's what it is. And uh, I know my, my parents taught me at a young age, I can, I, fourth grade, third grade, we were, we started giving back. And my parents always taught me when you're, when you're blessed, you bless others. Um, because, you know, some people, especially children, I work a lot with children, children, um, they they, they can't control where they're, you know what situation they're bought into and into like in uh in life say their their family it's not not necessarily a bad family but things aren't going well at home and they're bought they're they're born and they're bought into this family it's it's not that you know it's not their fault um they didn't ask for that so um just giving back in that in that in that sorry in that lane um there's one thing that kind of forced me to give back to children, especially underprivileged children, um, to kind of level out the playing field for them. And uh, my dad, I don't know, he just, he start, he start, so me and my brother, we have our foundation and uh, kind of our, it's kind of the family foundation, really. 
uh, it's ANA all the way foundation. And my, uh, my dad really got to start it up for us. And, uh, so that's why this, I feel like this award would mean so much to us because, um, his work, his work didn't go in vain. You know, uh, when we first started off, I think it was our first year. We, we didn't, we didn't have any money from sponsors or anything like that. And my dad's paying out of pocket and he's not even making me pay. He's like, no, like you, you save your money. I'm going to, I'm going to put, put, uh, put the money down or whatever. And we're going to make this happen. So, so many events that my, my father put on, um, out of the, out of his pocket and just to see kids smile and teach and teach me that valuable lesson of, of giving back. And, um, so, I mean, it's something that I, I look to continue to do. I love seeing, putting smiles on other people's faces and, uh, just seeing how it lights up their day. It can change. You don't know. It can change their day. It can change their life. You don't know how, how, uh, possibly it could affect somebody. Um, so I, I look to continue to give back and, just be a pillar in my community and a resource. Bruins, blow me away, Aaron, and, and I really appreciate you being so open with me there. With all of this, this great work that you're doing, your faith, your family, your football, all of that, it, it's beautiful and obviously a massive part of your life. But in some ways, I, I, mean, I think prayer certainly can help people unwind. But what else do you do, you know, like to chill out, to have a bit of fun, to, to get rid of like some of the more deeper things that go on in your life? Um, I listen to music. Uh, I like to hang out just, but what I do the most is hang out with my family. Like, you know, you're going, you're going through something they're there for you. You can talk to them. You're hungry, mom. I'm hungry. Mom can cook for you. Uh, you need to laugh. My brother and sister or my niece and that, my, uh, sorry, my niece or my son are there. So, you know, it's constant entertainment. Um, they keep you busy, but you know, it's, nothing that I'd, I'd rather have in this world. And uh, I told my mom, I was like, whenever I buy a house, you guys are moving with me. And she was like, I hope you can find a wife who's okay with that. And I was like, well, if not, we're just going to all be roommates. Um, <laughs> and I'm just so, I don't know. I've always grown up with my family and just been very family oriented. And uh, I don't know I've always had, I always had the dream of taking care of my parents, like having a little house for them in the back. Uh, my brother living with me, he had him and his wife have one side of the house. I have the other side. My sister may may have a third, another third with her family and just, you know, just remaining under one roof and being one big happy family. Because at the end of the day, that's all you have. That and God. So so you all live in the, the same crib in Green Bay together right now? Uh, so my sister, she is in El Paso right now. Um with my niece my son is back and forth so is uh my mom or my brother they'll go pick my son up and then they'll bring him back here if my sister's not coming so um my mom's been here most of the season in green bay my brother was here for most for the first part i'll say for the first half then he got invited to uh not invited he got signed to canada to play in the cfl so he went up there and now he's back here so uh since their season's ended he's been here the whole time um and then my mom, she just left this morning to take my son back. She'll be back Thursday and uh, probably won't leave. She's pr- I, I think I've been without my mom probably a total of four or five days this season. Mama's boy. So, mama's boy. Yes, sir. Got to take care of her. And she takes care of me. So I love it. 100%. So, Aaron, you grew up in, in Germany for a small period of time. 
Can you speak to what that experience was was like? Because I mean, there's many Americans don't travel outside of even their own zip code at times. So, what what was your upbringing like for you now that you look back on it as an adult, and and how do you think that shaped the person you are now? Um, I love it. Uh, I think it's made me so diverse. Um, I feel like um, I can relate to a lot of different cultures because I have understanding, uh, and I've been in been in different places. And um, I'm just able to adapt. I feel like I'm able to adapt quickly uh, to change or to two things because of uh, having to pick up and move or, uh, you know, we, we moved to Germany and uh, I don't know German anymore, but my mom and dad said that me and my brother were fluent in German. Uh, I went to a German daycare and stuff. Uh, so I guess we learned a new language and things like that. So um, I look back on it and I, I think, uh, I thank my parents, uh, you know, because sometimes it can be hard being a military brat or whatever, because not only does the person serve who's in the army, but the the family serves as well. They go through those hardships. But uh, I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. I've got to uh, travel to so many different places, meet so many uh, lifelong friends. And um, like you said, travel. Some people have never gotten on, gotten on an airplane or um, left their city, like you said. So um that always catches me by surprise. I was, I mean, I think the first time it caught me by surprise, I was in high school. We were going to the state track meet. Um, and we had a couple guys on our team who like they, you, you can tell when somebody's nervous on their first flight, you know, and they yeah. kind of had, and I'm like, are you guys okay? And they're like, Oh, this is my first flight ever. Like, well, and you know, it just kept caught me by surprise because I had been on so many different flights and you, you take, you take things for granted. And that's what is uh, a lot of this has taught me. Don't take anything for granted because just as fast as it's here, it can be gone. So I heard that at certain times, because both your parents did serve, that they were deployed at the same time. Is that correct? And, and what did that mean for like you guys? Uh, yes, sir. That is correct. Uh, this was, I want to say in 2003, I want to say 2004, um, it was tough. Uh, we had to pick up. We were living in Tennessee at the time. Uh, my grandpa came and picked us up and uh, drove us to my an uncle's house. And we stayed with them for about six months, transferred schools, um, had to make new friends. Uh, we really didn't play sports that year um, just because of the transition and things like that. So it was tough. You know, the, the things that you love to do uh, kind of get taken from you and then the people that you love to be around get taken from you as well and then as a little kid uh i really didn't know the concept of war um i thought of it as like the revolutionary war like they're all lined up and in lines and things like that so just praying and praying that they come back and you know just trying to keep keep the positive faith that they'll come back and um and they did and you know is the times are different now than they were because we have so much technology now. Then we, we didn't. So it was handwritten letters or, you know, and it, it take forever to get a handwritten letter, things like that. So you're not talking to them very often or, um, but that's one of the things about well, me and my brother, also another, um, I guess you could say pillar of our, uh, foundation is, uh, military as well. Um, working with military families and, um, things like that. Like we've, uh, we've done things like we, where we reunite when the spouse comes back, father, mother, 
whoever it may be, they come back. We'll, uh, we'll either rent, rent out a movie theater for, for their whole family and whoever they want to bring. Or uh, we, we rented out a trampoline park for the kids because uh, they wanted to jump with their dad and they bought their friends and different things like that. So um, because we, we've been in their shoes before and we know how that feels. And I remember when my parents came back from Iraq, uh, they this the only time they didn't make us go to school. The only time, only day they allowed us to miss school, and we we just sit, sat there and we uh we laid on top of them all day, watched movies, napped on top of them, woke up, watched some more movies. So uh, that's something that I always like cherish and remember. That's brilliant. And, and how long were they gone for in I, Iraq, Aaron? And and where did you stay? Oh, like what location? Um, uh, were you? In? We were in Norfolk, Virginia. So we we left. We left Clarksville, uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, and we had went to Norfolk, Virginia with my aunt and uncle. And uh, what was the other part of your question? How long were they in Iraq for your parents? Um, so I believe my mom was my dad was over there for nine months and my mom was over there for six at, during that term. But they they spent more uh, more time. Uh, over Absolutely. there but that was just uh that little span where they had to go to at the same time so they came back together at the same time though uh no i think they so the way it worked out my dad went first um and he that's why they kind of came back around the same time but my dad went first and then my mom uh went about three months after my dad and then my dad came back. I want to say not too not too long before my mom came back. But I remember uh, being at the uh, it, we were in in Norfolk, Virginia, and my my parents, uh, not my parents, my family's taking us to the airport. My aunt and uncle, and they didn't tell us our dad was coming back. But I'm just kind of like, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and, uh, I was like in second grade, maybe at the time, second or third. And uh, to see my dad, and we just took off running towards him. And then my mom came home shortly after. That's something you'll never forget. That's that's incredible. Definitely something I'll never forget. Is there anything about you, Aaron, that would surprise us or surprise people outside of, of your family and outside the Packers building? Um, I... Just I, I think how much time I spend with my family. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm literally, I'm literally just with them uh like 24-7 there who I enjoy to be around. And um I don't know. So I I think that's probably number one. You're like I think so. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I I still drive the same car I drove in high school. Really? Yes, sir. A 2003 Ford Explorer. Okay. Why? Uh I mean I, I feel like I don't need a new car i got i got wheels i can get from point a to point b um it still runs and uh it's been loyal to me so i'm gonna be loyal to it and you know it just it helps me save money hey you are a loyal guy i mean you stay with the packers in the off season so loyalty on and off the oh field. yes sir loyalty is everything do you treat yourself in any way aaron like obviously you know you four wheels a to b like that's very practical do you allow yourself to get you a little bit of swag or you know, anything uh, in a nice? Um, I do buy shoes here and there, um, but I'm signed with Adidas. So luckily I get a few pair of shoes. Um, also, I'm signed with Shop Gold, so I don't have to spend too much money on jewelry. So I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, making it go. up. 
pretty nice. Um, but I, I will uh, I, I will take my family on a vacation. Um, last year, we went to Tampa, Florida. I uh, went to like Bush Gardens Zoo, different things, and then probably a month later, we we went out to uh, went out to Orlando and took them to Disney and did all the all of that. It's nice stuff. there. Oh yes, sir. So my son and my niece got to go to Disney for the first time and experience that. So um, it, we went to the beach, just just doing things with my family. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. My family or my my really close friends who I who I played with in college, um, who I still talk with, or my close friends who I made here. That's that's really it. That's it. Hey, you gotta have a tight circle sometimes. It's for for the best, right? Oh, yes, sir. Definitely for the best. So, Aaron, you've got four four teams that you could face at almost this time next week. The Rams, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Eagles. You've played three of them, the Eagles being the exception. And you've won all those games as well. Is there any team you'd prefer to play next week? Uh, no, sir. It's not a team that I prefer to play. Uh, I'm just ready to play. <laughs> ready to get things going so we can make our Super Bowl run. And is it anything but the Super Bowl? It's maybe a silly question, but is anything but the Super Bowl a failure or is it not necessarily so black and white? Can you say that again? Yeah, so if you don't make the Super Bowl this season, is that just considered like within the building a, a, a failure or is it not as black and white as that? For myself, yes. I don't know. I can't – I won't speak for everybody, but – Yes, uh, we've been right. For me, I feel like we've been right there the past two years. Um, and we put in all this work. We put in this work. We put in this work. And the time, I've just, I genuinely feel like the time is now. And uh, it's definitely going to hurt if it doesn't turn out our way. But uh, I'm a true believer in speaking things into existence and manifesting it and uh, praying for it. So I believe it, it'll go our way. So are we manifesting a big game for you next week as well? Yes, sir. Definitely a big one. You got you got, you got a stat line for me? I, I don't have one for you, but it's gonna be <laughs> a it's gonna be a big one. Uh gotta start the playoffs right. I, I, and I I I haven't had the big games I wanted to this year, so it's coming. They're coming. You're saving them for when it matters most. Yes, sir. With the weather forecast to drop as low as minus 13 degrees centigrade at Lambeau Field, the Packers will host the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday afternoon Australian East Coast time, kicking off on ESPN at 12.15pm. Beyond the games, make sure you stay glued to ESPN.com.au and across social media for all the latest NFL news. And from everywhere else across the world of sport, Oz Open is going on as we all know, from the worldwide leaders' team of award-winning reporters, insiders, columnists, and presenters. But for now, I'd like to thank you for joining us on another edition of ESPN's Beyond the Lead, this time for a conversation between Patrick Georgievic and Green Bay Packers running back Aaron Jones. I've been your host, Joey Lynch, and as a reminder, you can catch this episode, every other episode of Beyond the Lead, and indeed, all of ESPN's collection of podcasts and or audio goodness, wherever you happen to get your podcasts from. If you're enjoying Beyond the Lead or any of those other pods, be sure to subscribe, leave a famous five-star review, leave a little extra paragraph of why you like it, and help spread the word. Thanks for listening today, tomorrow, or whenever you happen to be catching this. And do not fret, as I'll catch you soon for another deep dive into the world of sports as ESPN takes you a Beyond the Lead very soon.